welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Sarah's an amazingly gifted artist, but the willingness to open up her heart and to show that, um, you know, we all have struggles and we all need Jesus in such a way, would you just thank, um, join me in thanking her again for her willingness to share her story with us. If you're watching online, give her a shout out that way. You know, thank you so much for that, Sarah. A couple quick questions I want to use to set up a word from God uh, for us today. The first is this. Have you ever made a good investment? I mean, you got a good return on your investment. How many have ever made a good investment? Don't be, you know, don't be shy there. Okay, yep, okay, great. How did you feel when you realized you had made a good investment? I mean, it's like, yes, right? They're very, very positive. Now, conversely, let me ask you, have you ever missed out on making a good investment? In other words, you had the opportunity to, it was offered to you, you chose to pass on it, and you realize later, I missed out on making a good investment. Anybody willing to acknowledge that? Like, I'm not gonna ask you how that makes you feel. Don't wanna rub salt into the wound that way. What we want to do this weekend is we want to make a good investment. We make a good investment in our faith. We want to make a good investment in our relationships. And in doing so, we want to make a good investment in our future. So if you happen to have a Bible with you, I'm going to ask you that you take it right now. We're going to turn to 2 Peter 1. If you have a Bible app on your phone and you can pull that up, I'd encourage you to do that. It really helps you to look at this a little bit closer as we're reading through it. If you can take notes, all the better for it. 2 Peter Chapter one, we're gonna start in verse three, favorite passage of mine, says his, that is God's divine power, has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him that is Jesus, who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us, God has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. And for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge that is your experience of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Now, we're going to take just a quick overview of what it is that we've looked at right here. We discover verses 3 and 4, God has given to us what we need. God's given to us his power, his Holy Spirit, in order that we can live, we can experience all that he wants for us in life so that we can grow in our relationship with Jesus, so we can grow in our experience of God working in us. That's followed with verses five through eight. And there it says, but you need to use what God has given to you because growth is not automatic. Now, would you say that with me? Growth is not Automatic. One more time. Growth is not automatic. To punctuate that, 
you get to verse 9. And verse 9 says, if you neglect growing, if you neglect using these things or adding to your faith, then unfortunately, things don't end well for us. They go downhill. In fact, we suffer great loss as a result of that. So, so we're talking about growth. One of the, the great levers that we want to use when it comes to growth would be synergism. Now, synergism, probably heard the term before, but by its definition, synergism is this. It's the interaction of two or more agents to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate agents. Now, that just sounds impressive, doesn't it? Like, whoa. But what exactly does that mean? And synergism really can be understood when we look at horses. A horse can pull about one to one and a half times its weight. So average horse weighing about a thousand pounds means one horse can pull, has the strength to pull, 1,500 to 2,000 pounds. So if one horse could pull 2,000 pounds, you would only concur that two horses could pull how much? Yeah, you'd think 4,000 pounds, right? But with synergism, that is two horses that are pulling or working together, two horses can actually pull 7,000 pounds. If one horse can pull 2,000 and two horses can pull 7,000, anybody want to take a crack at how many three horses could pull? Yeah, a lot's a good answer there, right? <laughs> but if you want a little more technical answer than a lot, it would be 15,000 pounds. One horse, 2,000, three, 15,000, and if you, it just keeps going and multiplies. Four, four horses can pull 24,000 pounds, and as I said, with every horse you add, because of synergism, it has a multiplying effect. Now let's take that and apply it spiritually. Because that's what Peter is setting us up for here. There's a spiritual synergism that takes place. In fact, Peter gave us a list of seven essentials to be able to add to or to grow in in order to be able to experience more of what God wants for us. Now, he didn't give us these in any specific order. In other words, you don't have to get goodness down before you can go to knowledge and knowledge before self-control. Neither is he saying this, that you don't have any of them in your life. You don't, if you don't have any goodness, you have no self-control. He, he's not saying that. What Peter wants us to get from this is this key phrase here. He said, keep adding to. The verb tense here, it's a continual tense, and it means continually be adding to your faith these things. Now, why do we continually need to be adding to it? Because growth is, want to say it with me, not automatic. So it's something that we're going to have to continue doing in our lives. So if I were to ask you right now, as you're looking at this, what is it that you would be benefited by adding to your faith right now? Maybe it's goodness. Now, goodness is either it's being good, but it's also doing good works. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Maybe for you, it's goodness. Knowledge, it's not simply getting more facts, you know, packed into your head. But knowledge, it's being able to take what you know, what God has given to you, and to be able to apply it in life. Maybe a better word um, would be wisdom that you'd be able to connect with there. I need to grow in wisdom. 
Self-control, well, self-control is the ability to be able to say no when you want to say yes. In other words, when you're being offered the third or maybe fourth piece of pie, <laughs> I want to say yes, but maybe I need to say no. Or it's being able to say yes when I want to say no, as in I don't want to get up right now, <laughs> but I need to say yes rather than hit that snooze alarm again. That could be something I need to add to my faith now. Perseverance is the ability to continue on without quitting. It means not getting pushed off track, not getting pulled off of track or pulled away from Jesus. Godliness is becoming more like Jesus, becoming more like him in our attitudes, becoming more like him in our actions. That could be it. Mutual affection. Mutual affection would be two-way love. It's loving and receiving love again. So that friendship, right? Mutual affection. As to love itself, love would be, and that's agape, it's a one-way love. In other words, I'm going to love even though there's not love coming back at me. As you just consider these right now, which one? If you just had to pick one of these right now and go like, I could really use that or more of that in my life. You got your one or maybe your two that way? It's going to be really important that we're adding two. Might want to just grab your phone, take a picture of this to be able to keep that with you as we go on. But we not only want to be investing in our faith or adding to our faith, but our series that we're on, it's been called Please, Sorry, and Thanks. The series, if you haven't been able to be with us, it takes three attitudinal choices. Jesus actually modeled these for us. But these attitudinal choices that are essential for relationships in our life. No matter what relationship, you need to have respect, you need to have empathy, and you need to have gratitude in order to keep it moving forward. Because when it comes to relationships in our life, growth is what? It's not automatic, right? Relationships don't just happen. You have to be intentional with those. If you weren't with us for the series, if you want to go back, um, you'll just find online, and it's free. Free is the best price, right? Um, we've kind of opened up. What does it mean to show respect, empathy, and gratitude as we lead with these words, please, sorry, and thanks? And as important as these are, all year round, I think they're even more important when it comes to the holidays, because the holidays are magnifiers. In other words, when you get to Thanksgiving, you may have experienced this already. When you get into Christmas, the holidays make, it just makes good gooder. But at the same time, it makes bad what? Oh yeah, don't you know it, right? I mean, it kind of magnifies everything. So I know I need to especially pay attention to, am I showing respect? Am I showing empathy and gratitude? Am I using please, sorry, and thanks in my life? Now, if you were to order these real quickly, what is your strongest one of these? It's like, no, I really lean toward this in my relationships. Is there anything missing? It's like, ah, I really don't do that that much, but, you know, does it really matter? I want, to hear, I want you to hear me. Yes, it really matters. If I were to ask, this is rhetorical, I hope it's a rhetorical question. How many of you who are parents here want your kids to learn, please, sorry, and thanks, and to use it in their relationships. How many want your kids to do this, right? I mean, so here's what you do. You just sit them down and say, you say, please, sorry, and thanks, and you expect them to get it, right? Like, just tell them, bring them to church, tell them once, and they got it, right? 
Yeah. If you want your kids to actually learn this, the most important thing you can do is model it. Are you using please, sorry, and thanks consistently at home? Do you use it with them? Do they see you using it with your spouse, with your family, with your neighbors that way? Because if we neglect this, if we don't do it, this is, this is, like, this is a little painful, but if we don't do it, then we are, we are undercutting our kids' relationships right now because we don't show them what they need to see relationally. And if we are not adding to our faith, if we are not living this out in front of them, talking with them about this, we're not helping them build their faith, but we're actually undercutting their faith. They're not even sure we believe what it is that we say that we believe in our lives. I want to take a quick screenshot of this just to keep that with you as well. Verse nine is one of these, to me, it's like, I get goosebumps, but it's not good goosebumps when I read this. It's telling us that we're all in movement. And if you're not moving forward in your relationships, you're gonna be moving backwards. If you're not moving forward in your faith, you're actually moving backwards. You're regressing in it that way. Verse nine says, whoever does not have them, that is, is not adding to is nearsighted and blind, and it's talking spiritually. You just don't see good. Forgetting that they've even been cleansed from the past sins. In other words, there's people that have trusted Jesus. I mean, they, you know, they'll get to heaven, but on earth, they don't even remember. They don't live at all like they're a follower of Jesus. How did they get, I mean, like, how did they get there? How do we get there? I mean, we, get to, we never do that in our lives, right? Well, when you stop adding to, you're moving in a direction that is away from, away from God and breaking down relationships in our lives. Now, Peter makes an important note in here for us because he starts out with these words. Add to your faith. You see, faith is the foundation for all of these growth qualities. Faith is a foundation for relationships as well. And by that, Peter means it's a personal relationship that you have with Jesus. Peter, the apostle Peter, one of the most famous of Jesus' followers and his disciples, he knew what it was like to need to have a personal faith in Jesus. Peter knew what it was like to fail Jesus, to deny Jesus, to need to come to Jesus for forgiveness. But he also knew what it was like before he ever wrote these words to other people. Talking about what he'd experienced in his life, what he had grown in, what he wanted so much for them. And I'll tell you this right now. This is what I want so much for each and every one of you. He knew that it all gets on the foundation of faith. And without having Jesus as our savior, then these really aren't gonna make that big a difference. Now, you may know about Jesus, but like Peter, he would ask, has there ever been a time that you have just come to Jesus, you know, and said, Jesus, I need what you did on the cross for my forgiveness. Jesus, I want to put my faith fully in you. 
And if you can't remember a time of ever having done that, I just encourage you, take that step of faith today. Put your faith in Jesus. Step into that relationship with him, and then you'll be, begin to be able to add to. So, how would we do that? How are we going to be able to invest in our faith? We can all do it. I think this, is, I think this will be helpful. Let me give you, um, I'll call them three Ps, if that helps for you, just a little bit of a process right here. I asked you earlier, which one of these do you think you would really be benefited right now by adding to in your life? Everybody got one? If you got one, just raise your hand. Like, you got one? Like, for me, it's self-control right now. Self-control, I gotta get away from that snooze button. I need to be, you know, getting up. There's other areas in my faith life. I just need to keep growing in. And hear me, I need to keep growing in my faith. So, once you have that, here's what I want you to do. Three Ps. First of all, self-control. I need to pray. Heavenly Father, would you help me to grow in self-control in my life. I'm going right to the source. Then number two, I need to practice it. Remember what I said before? I gotta get away from that. I gotta get out my duct tape and put it over the snooze button on my clock. You know, I'm not gonna be, I gotta put this into practice in my life. When I get up on time, there's a couple of things. It's like, I just, I need to get back to doing this. Then the third P would be going public. And here's what I mean by that. Tell a friend. Maybe somebody in your small group, maybe it's just a friend of yours going like, you know, the one thing I'm working on adding to my faith right now is self-control. Now, when you tell a friend, here's what you do. You invite them to pray with you. Now you get two people praying for that help from God in your life. But you're also giving yourself a little bit of accountability. And accountability is a very healthy thing. Now, some of us think, I'm not telling anybody because I might fail. Now, here's the problem with that. When we don't intentionally lean into our growth and take the steps of growth, because we all know that growth is what? Growth, it's not automatic. This is not gonna happen without intentionality. We're afraid to fail, so we don't even try failing, and know what we do? We fail before we even start. Don't fall into that trap. With your relationships, let's follow the same process. If you were to order these right now, please, sorry, thanks. Strongest, medium, weakest for you, like for me, here's the one I'm working on right now, is empathy. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna pray. God, would you help me to have empathy with others? And then I'm gonna put it into practice. I'm gonna listen rather than run over people. I wanna try to identify with what is going on in them. And then I'm going to, again, share it with a friend. I'm gonna tell somebody, this is what I believe God wants me to work on and build in my relationship. You know what yours is? In your relationships, we need to continue to add to. We want the synergism working for us because growth is not automatic. But we've been given what we need to do it. Now we just wanna step into it. And that's what I wanna pray for us in. Maybe today your prayer is to get that foundation of faith and to receive Jesus. If so, I am so honored to be able to lead you in a prayer. For every one of us that has, I wanna pray with you over the investment that you'll be making today and this week, spiritually. The investment, 
that you'll be making today, this week, in your relationships. And I've got one other piece of synergism I want to share with you, but I'll come back to that before we wrap up. Would you join me in this prayer? Lord, thank you for a faith that we can build upon. I pray right now for those that are in the place, Jesus, realizing they understand, but they haven't acted on trusting you. But today they're ready to do that. Today, believing that your death on the cross was for them, your resurrection, it seals the deal. But faith is not automatic, and we need to take an action. And for those that are ready to receive Jesus now, I'd like to ask you this. Would you simply just lift up a hand acknowledging that? If you're online, you can you know, hit, the, you know, hit the button there. Yeah, others. God bless you, others. Jesus, thank you for these that are opening their faith to you. We also pray in building on our faith, Lord Jesus. When we think about the one aspect, the one that we're gonna add to beginning today, would you just tell the Lord what that one is for you and ask him for his help? What about relationship? What is the one that you need to be working on right now? Would you just tell that to God? Lord, please, as we bring these before you and commit to take action, may we see your good working in our lives. This is our prayer. We ask it in your name, Jesus. And every agreement said, amen, amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.